This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to People Talk. People Talk is about getting ahead at work, becoming a leader, establishing your personal brand, and motivating yourself and those around you. Hosted by Angela Hall, who has decades of experience working in the field of human resources, you can expect lively discussions about topics like workplace politics, dealing with difficult employees and clients, creating an inclusive workplace, and jump-starting your career. Here's your host, Angela Hall. Started. All right. Hello, and welcome to People Talk. This is Angela Hall, Associate Professor and Associate Director of Graduate Programs at Michigan State University. Uh, today, I am thrilled to have one of our distinguished alums, Artie Miller, joining us today. Um, he's coming to us from beautiful North Carolina, where I'm sure it is a lot more temperate than it is here in East Lansing, Michigan. So let me tell you a little bit about Artie. Artie has a bachelor's in psychology from Ohio State and a master's in higher education, also from um, Ohio State. And he got his master's in uh, HR and labor relations from Michigan State University. As far as his um, his work experience, he started off working in resident life at MSU, had a career at, um, or at a good period of time at General Mills, where he rose to a director of HR for supply chain operations, was VP of HR at Wells Fargo, and has recently stepped down as being the vice president of HR uh, at at Medtronic in their minimally, minimally invasive therapy group. And now, just as of October um, of 2020, Artie, who's still a young man when I look at him, has he's gone into retirement and he's opened up his, well, at least retirement from Medtronic, opened up his own consulting group. And it's called Lexington Legacy. And I'm gonna have him talk a little bit about um, why he named his company that. And so I am going to stop talking because I'm not the interesting person here. It is definitely Artie Miller. And welcome to People Talk, where today we're going to talk about sponsorship and how it is different from mentorship. Thank you, Artie. Uh, thank you, Angela, and good morning to you. Um, it's always interesting hearing one's background. Um, you know, thinking about where I came from, uh, which touches to your first question, um, Lexington Legacy HR Consulting. Um, as you mentioned, I recently retired from Medtronic, uh, really from my corporate, the corporate side of my career. Uh, Medtronic, as you mentioned, Wells Fargo, General Mills, and before that, Michigan State, and uh, actually also Denison University. Oh, yeah, and, I'm sorry, I forgot that. Denison, too. You have so many things uh, that I, it's too much to list. <laughs> well, it's, it's just you know, kind of the path of life. Uh, but that path of life started um, in a pretty impoverished um, community in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, I named my consulting company Lexington Legacy because I grew up on Lexington Avenue. And I wanted to really uh, keep fresh in my mind 
and also where appropriate be able to tell the story of how one can rise really from poverty into um, I would say a pretty successful corporate career uh, through um, really community helping uh, opportunity through programs and government policy uh, a lot of hard work um, uh, mentors and sponsors along the way and uh, really a commitment to dedicating my life to fulfill my purpose in life. So that's why I named it Lexington uh, Legacy, um, remembering uh, those roots. And, um, you know, as I retire from corporate life, uh, looking to give back in ways that uh, really can help others grow and develop, help corporations be successful, particularly uh, when it comes to diversity and inclusion and equity uh, initiatives, because I really think that that is a key to corporate success, uh, leveraging the the breadth of talent that the world really has to offer. And you can only do that if you have a diverse and inclusive environment. So uh, that's a long answer to why I named my, my consulting uh, company Lexington Legacy. Well, that's great. So I have a question before we get started, um, because this is just, you know, it's very powerful to me that you named your um, organization that. Do you ever drive by Lexington Avenue where, or Street where you grew up and think about, you know, how you got from where you are to where you are now? Uh, yes, every time, it's not often, but every time I, I find myself back in uh, Southern Ohio, Southwestern uh, Ohio, and in Cincinnati, I still have some relatives there, some friends there. I always make a point to drive down Lexington Avenue. Uh, I have pictures of my childhood home. Uh, it's actually in worse condition than it was when I was there. Um, but it, it really brings back the memory. And it also tells me the story that, you know, as I see uh, little children walking up and down that street in that neighborhood, that they can uh, rise above their current situation because I did and I, I'm not so special um, you know I, I've, I certainly have gifts and talents but there's a lot of people like me in those neighborhoods who when given the right opportunity um, an opportunity for education um, and engaging enriching environment around them they could rise too we may have um, you know doctors, lawyers, college professors, corporate executives walking in that neighborhood as children, if only they could have an opportunity. Wow. I think that's a powerful and a great segue for you to talk to us about sponsorship and mentorship. I know a lot of times, um, you know, people are, you know, at least they think they're familiar with the term uh, mentorship, but we don't hear sponsorship a lot. So please tell me about that. Well, um, let me start talking about mentorship and maybe distinguish that a little bit from sponsorship. Great. Um, particularly, it's not only in corporate environments, but really in any organizational environment for uh, new employees uh, to become successful. They need to understand how things work around here, wherever here is. And a, a mentor can be a peer it could be someone a level above uh, that person. Uh, it could be a person maybe uh, several levels above that person to really help welcome a person to the organization, be a safe place to 
ask questions that you might not feel comfortable asking your boss because your boss is always in a position of making performance judgments and promotion judgments. So that mentor um, uh, is really outside that line of um, supervision. That's a safe place to ask questions, to give you insights, to um, explain how certain things are working. So you can then take that and uh, be successful in your work. Again, as I said, it can be a peer. Uh, a peer, peer mentoring is a, is a fantastic way to onboard new employees into organizations. Um, but when you go to another level, you can help that person uh, get a higher level view of the organization and understand key connections in the organization, kind of what some have referred to the wiring behind the wall, how things work. So mentorship is really critical and important uh, for really any organization and for anyone, um, not only women and people of color, but you know, Caucasians, those in the majority to be successful in the organization, to really understand how the organization works. Because without that, people are kind of left on their own to discover. And uh, they could make mistakes that are not helpful mistakes, and they can slow their own progress and slow the performance of the organization by not having someone to give them some insight. So that's mentorship. I think mentorship is critically important for organizations to foster either in informal or formal ways. But sponsorship is something that's beyond that. And uh, particularly when organizations are trying to grow the diversity of their leadership group, uh, it's really important to have sponsorship. And when I think about leadership, um, if you think about the maybe the, the, uh, the top three or four levels of, the, of an organization, of course, depending on the size and complexity of the organization, that leadership level really drives the organization forward. And uh, unless that leadership level is diverse, uh, has different perspectives, it's really difficult for an organization to grow in this very competitive marketplace, not only uh, a national marketplace, but a global marketplace. So, um, and you know, at those leadership levels, they typically um, are um, supervising large groups of people, um, you know, sometimes into the hundreds. So those leaders are, you know, driving the performance of the broad organization. And if you don't have diversity in those leadership levels, organizations, in my view, are doomed to um, eventually fail but certainly not achieve their capabilities uh, in growth, uh, uh, growth expectations. So, um, you know, diverse leadership, there's lots written, a lot of research on um, the importance of a diverse uh, leadership cadre that can bring different ideas together, can challenge each other in respectful ways. And uh, through that diversity of thought, uh, opinion, uh, perspectives, background, really drive an organization forward. So uh, sponsorship uh, occurs really when you have that, that senior level, those top three or four levels of the organization, looking through the organization uh, and typically going down a couple levels below them and uh, really helping the talent at those lower levels 
not only understand how the organization works, but really how you can um, position the organization for success and position those individuals for success. Because the higher levels of an organization uh, really requires, it, it becomes less about specific technical talent, say in marketing or HR or manufacturing or research. Uh, technical skills are key and critical, but things really get done in organizations when you're working at a cross-functional level where you bring in the full value chain of the organization together. And sponsorship helps um, those emerging leaders to see how those cross-functional groups work and how you can really extract more value out of the value chain. And that requires a senior person helping those more junior people understand that intricacy of the organization. That's just one aspect of uh, sponsorship. What I think that's maybe different also from sponsorship and mentorship is, you know, mentors are, they're, they're helpful, they provide counsel, uh, they give you insight, but sponsors really take on uh, a deeper role in career development. They really help advocate for that next level of talent and they really open up their own networks so um, that more junior talent can really get to know senior leaders across the organization and speak for for uh, that sponsee that's a not a new word but it's a word that's kind of in the literature the sponsee um, really speaks for that sponsee when the sponsee is not in the room say in a talent review or in a, a project planning meeting or um, a strategy meeting when, when others are looking for you know, who's the right talent that can deliver on something, that person is speaking for that sponsee, that sponsor is speaking for that sponsee, opening up doors and being vulnerable. Um, you know, as you're in higher levels of leadership, um, your your currency is your is trust and is um, expertise you know sharing how a sponsor becomes an advocate for the sponsee and as they open up their network um, and I think I was speaking of you know the currency of leadership is trust is insight is knowing who are the key and right people in the organization to get things done or who can be a resource for someone, a sponsor opens up their own network to their sponsee. Now that requires high levels of trust. The sponsor has to really believe in that sponsee. And so the intimacy of the sponsor sponsee relationship is deeper than mentorship because you're putting your, as a sponsor, you're putting your reputation on the line for that sponsee. So that's maybe a couple of differences between mentorship and sponsorship. It's a deeper relationship. It's more intimate. It has risk involved. Um, and when, you know, if you're the sponsor, um, you're typically okay and out there saying, well, my sponsee or my colleague is someone you need to get to know. So it's, it tends to be a more open relationship where mentoring relationships now, people have mentors all the time, and it's not 
really known who's mentoring someone else, but at leadership levels in a sponsorship role, uh, it, it becomes part of the currency of the sponsor to have these sponsees. Uh, what I have seen happen in some best case scenarios is where a sponsor um, who's leading a large group, a large organization, may bring their sponsee into a strategy meeting to help that sponsee understand what leadership looks like at a higher level in the organization. Those are, those are insights you don't get in a mentoring relationship and you typically don't get in your day-to-day -day work. So that sponsor is taking a risk saying to their direct reports or others that this person over here is someone I'm sponsoring. Uh, there's vulnerability required in that, but the benefits of that is well worth it because you're bringing along the next generation of leaders and you're helping that next generation of leaders to get a faster start in their leadership journey because they now know what does a strategy meeting actually look like and what does good leadership look like because you're exposed to a, a much higher level in the organization. Wow, that's a really great summary, Artie. I have a question. Do our sponsorship initiatives, should they be formalized within an organization or do, should they be organic or, or should they be some combination of the two? Well, um, I, I think that there are some natural organic sponsor relationships that take place. And um, that's how you, you know, have people kind of recognize as a protege of some executive. That's okay, but it's not sufficient. And um, I, I think there's multiple factors there um, why that's just okay, but it's not sufficient. Because typically when you, when you look at the senior levels of organizations today, it's mostly Caucasian males. Uh, there may be a few Caucasian females and a scattering or two of uh, a person of color. And um, we are all social animals. We are all human and we tend to uh, first relate to people most like ourselves. And so those organic sponsoring relationships tend to be with people just like oneself. And where the, while there's nothing wrong with that, those are natural occurring things in any organization, we will not improve the diversity and the capability of an organization if we kept it just to naturally occurring organic relationship building. Because, you know, uh, the person that went to my former institution, you know, we lean toward our alumni organizations or fraternal organizations or people from the same part of the country. But, you know, we're working in a global environment and we're, um, our marketplaces are diverse. Um, you know, women, people of color, uh, people of different uh, ethnic uh, backgrounds, pe people of different um, countries. Those are our marketplaces. So if we really want to have a global business, a diverse business and really grow the capability, we gotta bring other people into this. So that's where more structured programs are really needed. And, and, and that's where an organization uh, makes the commitment of time, effort, uh, energy and, and dollars to formally structure a sponsorship program and, you know, 
ensure for appropriate um, uh, nominations to the program to ensure that it's a diverse group, uh, that they're highly talented people, um, and to make sure that the, sponsor, the sponsors are well equipped to sponsor across gender, across race, across uh, different ethnic backgrounds. Because uh, unless you pick the right sponsors, you may have relationships that are uh, not as intimate, trusting, um, and one could actually cause damage without the appropriate structure to a program in, in training and development of those sponsors and the sponsees. So I think, you, I think both uh, is fine. There'll be some naturally occurring ones, but it's not sufficient for today's marketplace. I'm chuckling to myself already because after I talk to you, I go into class with my grad students and we're covering a case that addresses this issue. And what I want them to um, glean from the case is that, you're, that we need a formal program so that people of color, women, any historically marginalized group, or even just the person who's just a shy wallflower, that they get the attention, the sponsorship that they need um, and that nobody is left behind. Right. Well, great, yeah. great. In the few minutes we have left, I want to ask you, Artie, what do you think are the key elements of a good sponsorship program um, res with respect to promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives? What are some key things that you'd like to see in a program like that? Well, I, I think it starts with selection. Uh, it's selecting the right uh, potential sponsee and the potential sponsor uh, to ensure uh, for the sponsee that they have the aspiration to grow and develop their career. They may not know the answers to all those questions yet, but we see some core potential in that person and they are willing to do the work necessary in a sponsoring relationship. Uh, for a sponsor, they need to be um, uh, culturally um, literate. They need to be able to, um, depending on what the program is, you know, a male working with a female or a female sponsor working with a male and you know, have an appreciation of, there are some differences and there are some things that um, not necessarily bad with those differences, but there's a recognition. And same when it comes to ethnic and racial diversity, um, that, you know, there's a recognition that uh, there is unconscious bias or uh, implicit bias in organizations. There is institutional racism and it's not to war, um, sweep that under the carpet, but to be aware of it and be willing to have those conversations. So when you have that uh, sponsor sponsee conversation, they could talk about difficult issues. Uh, there's no right answers to a lot of difficult issues, but you can have the trusting conversation and uh, you know, value the other person's perspective because from that trust comes the relationship. And from that relationship comes the sponsor willing to advocate for that sponsee. So uh, selection is key and critical uh, to be culturally sensitive um, for really uh, both groups. Uh, the other is picking the sponsors who um, have enough organizational um, cachet 
that they can they really know how things work so sponsors should be people who are well recognized as developers of talent uh, they have the ability to have um, in, a, in a track record of uh, growing talent across the organization and they also need to be known as a person that is among the best leaders in the organization because that sponsor may need to pick up the phone and call their you know, a, another senior person, another part of the organization. And first the phone call needs to be answered. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes that wouldn't work with the wrong sponsor. And that person's judgment and talent based on their performance track record uh, uh, brings credibility to that sponsor's um, advocacy and opening doors for their sponsee. So you really have to have the right leaders as sponsors uh, that um, have the organizational clout to help get things done. Um, and I think those are the, the two really key elements in a, in a sponsorship program. The other part is um, really working on content. So uh, these are, what, what I've seen as good sponsor sponsor relationships isn't just having a nice conversation every month it is really working on content of development, of a strategy issue, uh, working to help solve an organizational problem. So you're doing real work in that sponsor sponsee relationship. Um, a program I was uh, part of designing, we uh, put together a strategic project where the sponsees all worked on a, um, an organizational uh, problem and the sponsors and we have project champions really served as counsel on some of those issues that they're trying to solve with that project. So doing real work in the program, I think is, is key and critical. And then when it comes to things like, um, again, depends on organizational size, uh, things like executive presence and having um, training and development programs on what is that? How do you build that capability in oneself. So when you are now exposed to this very senior level of, um, you know, because you're sponsored to open a door for you, you walk in there and you are representing your sponsor by your work and um, capability. So um, what in the program that I helped put together, uh, we talked about that the sponsee really owes the sponsor outstanding performance. If you're going to be a sponsee, you need to be really, really strong and really willing to put in the work and um, be candid and open with your sponsor and your sponsor is candid and open with you. So those are things I think uh, that are key and critical because there's a deep investment in a organizational sponsorship program done right. Not just in name only. Oh, we have a sponsor program. No, if it's going to be one that delivers on results, uh, and that's the results is retention, development, promotion over time, future leaders coming from that sponsee group. Um, it's an investment an organization can make in developing talent. And I think it's well worth it. Wow, that's great. I have so many more questions. And I, I know that our listening audience really appreciates the information that you gave us already. I know I'm going to, I mean, to beg you to come back and do a future show with us, okay. 
we're at our time limit right now. So I'm gonna thank you, Artie Miller. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. And thank you out there, our listeners, uh, for joining into this um, episode of People Talk. We will um, have another episode coming soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. And remember to subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.